Hi, and welcome back to the Dreams to Reality podcast. On this podcast, I do two things. One, I sit down with entrepreneurs, marketers, athletes, and how they made their dreams into reality. Anyone who's made their dream and goal into reality. I also will tell you guys stories. Stories on how your favorite companies got started. Stories on how a certain hot topic got started. More stories about myself and how that kind of really impacted me. And on today's podcast, I'll be telling you guys a story on my life and how a certain and how certain procedures that I had done really impacted me in a positive way. So without further ado, let's get started. So when I was younger, I had a lot of eating issues, a lot of dietary eating issues. I would not eat a lot. Whatever I ate, uh, uh, throw up. So when I was younger, I would have a G-tube to help me get food into my body, food was into my body, and all that good stuff. Now, I don't really remember too much of how I got my YouTube. I don't really too much on how that was like. So for today's story, I'll be telling you guys about a different story. Now, as I got older, I got diagnosed with something called eosinophilic esophagitis. Basically, it's an allergy, allergy, allergy allergenic, uh, allergy influenic disease. It's like an allergy, and it, it really impacts me internally instead of externally. Now, people won't know how my body would react because you can't see it outside of my body. Sorry, that was a really hard word to say. Anyway, um, and what doctors would do to really see like how my body would react because of this disease is that they would introduce different food groups. So like dairy, for example. So for six weeks, I was allowed to have dairy. And then after that six weeks, I would go in and I, I would have a procedure done. And then after another six weeks, I would not have dairy at all. And I would go in and get that procedure done. Now, today's story is about that procedure about what that procedure was and how it kind of really impacted me. So, you know, yeah, let me explain it. So every single morning before the procedures would get started, I wake up pretty early. And how these procedures would work, first of all, is they would take a camera and put me to sleep and then put that camera down my throat and into my stomach to see like how how that for certain food group, how how me eating those certain foods would re- would react in my body and it, if I was allergic to it or not allergic to it. So every single morning, sometimes it would be the morning, sometimes it would be the afternoons, but every single morning for this case, we would wake, I would wake up pretty early. Now I live in Naperville and to get to Naperville to downtown Chicago, especially to Coomer's Hospital in Chicago, it's a really long drive. So every single morning, I would wake up pretty early and we would drive down to Chicago. Then we would park in the Coomer's Hospital of Chicago parking lot. You know, we usually we would get like, there would be like a little VIP and the people, the valet would probably park my car. I would walk in, go to the elevators and go up. Now, the cool thing about these elevators that I that I found really cool is they would have like this like little voice in there, like a robot, and would say going up or going down. I thought that was really cool and wanted to share it with you guys. But anyway, we would go up these elevators and I would get the, up to the floor where I have my procedure done. 
could walk into the waiting room. Now this waiting room, it wasn't too big, it was pretty small actually. So as I walked in, I would see, I would walk down a little tiny hallway into the actual, like, into the waiting room itself. And, you know, on one side, on like the left side or something, they would have like a computer with some video games. Usually these video games would not even work sometimes. But anyway, they would have these video games and I would go check into the front desk. And yeah, and then I would wait a little bit, like usually like 10 to 15 minutes until they would get checked in and make sure everything was good. And they then would call me inside where they would put me in like um, one of those rooms that you stay in before you go into the actual operating theater. And in these rooms they would ask me a couple questions like hey what medicines are you on and it would usually be a lot of medicines because you know because of my eating issues I was on a lot of medicines to help not throw up because usually every morning even to this day I, I throw up every morning and it's really easy for me to throw up and get nauseated so I'd have certain medicines to kind of help me out and make sure like I didn't throw up and stuff so I'd say hey I'm on this medicine also at that time I was on growth hormone shots because I wasn't growing so I'd get growth hormone shots and I would tell them I was on growth hormone shots and all the medicines that I was on then the anesthesiologist would come and he would ask me, hey, what flavor do you want to smell when you go to sleep? Now, you may be wondering, why would they ask you what flavor do you want? Well, you see, when you're having anesthesia, it does not smell the best. It smells pretty bad. So to mask this, they give you a flavor. And I would usually think like mint or something. So they would say, okay, you get mint. And also, they, I would also tell them like, hey, Cause like usually when I have these procedures done, I'll throw up. So I would tell them, hey, um, I'm gonna throw up and stuff. My parents would tell them that and me too. And so that they could watch out for that and make sure that I didn't throw up as soon as my procedure would end. So yeah, they would ask me, hey, what flavor do you want? Then some other doctors would come in, they would check in with me and say, hey, this is what we're gonna do and stuff. And then the nurses would come in after when it was time to be get ready and they would wheel me down to the operating theater. It was a pretty long drive, I would say. I mean, at least at that time, it was pretty long. Um, yeah, I mean, it was pretty far away. And then they would wheel me down to the operating theater and I would move from the bed that I was in that room into the surgical bed where they would be doing the axle surgery. Then after a couple of minutes of them getting ready, they would put down, they would put on me some, um, some tracker things, some stickers to track my vitals. And I think they would also um, take my IV because you have to do that when you have surgery. So they would do my IV and stuff. And then sometimes they would do my IV before I had the procedure done. And sometimes they would do it after I had the procedure done. So yeah, they would do my IV and stuff. And then they would put on my mask and I would usually count to 10. So I'd go like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Then as I usually hit ten, I would really be off. I would be blacked out. And then after I woke up a couple a couple of hours later, because you know, I don't know what happens because I'm asleep. I don't really see them putting down a camera down my throat, you know. I'll wake up a couple hours later and there would be like a nurse which she would ask me, um, hey, 
or do you want to drink? Because when you usually have these procedures done, but some apparent reason you need to have fluids. So I would usually pick apple juice out of all things. And I would drink the apple juice. And then after I drink the apple juice, I would get ready to take all of the stuff out. And there would be like wires all over my body. I mean, it was crazy. First, you know, they would take all the stickers out, all these stickers that would track my vitals out. Then they would go into the process and take my ID, IV out. And usually this is not a good process. It kind of hurts. You know, it's like a band-aid being taken off. It's like a lot of tape stuck to your body and it would not be a pleasant experience. So then they would take the IV out and then give me a band-aid. And then they would put me in a wheelchair and I would go down. Um, they would wheel me down to like the parking garage or something where I would go home. Anyway, what this experience really taught me was resilience. I think that a lot of people might not be able to go through this stuff and I think it really made me into a more resilient person and a more confident person because like hey I accomplished all of these stuff and I would usually have like eight of these like almost a lot of them and so like I thought that it really taught me a lot about confidence and stuff and yeah that's what I would say that experience really taught me and something that I am thankful for that that experience um, shaped me into. But before I actually end this podcast, guys, you know what to do. If you guys really enjoy this podcast, make sure to rate the podcast five stars if you're on Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts or wherever you are. And also, don't forget to share with a couple of your friends as this helps my podcast grow. And I really want to grow this podcast. And also, guys, before I, I end the podcast, don't forget to make those dreams, those goals into reality and without all being said guys i'm gonna sign up so peace out